0: Welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kinsara. Great to be with you today. Lovely end of the summer day, starting to wind down. Think about the fall. I guess you don't really wind down at the end of the summer. It's almost like winding up because you're getting ready for the fall and fall gets crazy. Whether you've got kids going to school, whether it just, whether maybe you're a teacher, whatever you do. If you're a pastor, of course, the fall gets busy. So Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I know we're all sitting here staring at the fall thinking, here we go. So I'm hoping that uh, you take great advantage of the last couple weeks of summer here and make the most of it. I'm excited uh, getting a chance to go with my wife out to Colorado to visit some really good friends. That's how we're spending our end of the summer. And of course, just trying to spend as much time with kids as possible before they get moving and then I start traveling in the fall. It gets real in the fall, but I love it. I love the summer, but part of the reason I love the summer is because then it gets you ready for the fall and fall can be a great time. And man, I live in the Midwest. So I'm telling you when the the leaves start changing, I know we're a month or two out from that yet, but man, it gets spectacular in so many ways. And you know, there's, I've got this great friend, Scott Jenkins, and he, is the creative director for an organization called Celtic Way, and they talk so much about the changing of the seasons like that Celtic spirituality is so connected to that so I love I'm actually going to see him when I'm out in Colorado and I love talking to him as the seasons are changing because to him there's always some sort of like spiritual revelation that he's having as the seasons are changing and so it's so fun to to just hear people's perspectives and be around amazing people who are all trying to you know experience God experience faith make some sort of uh understanding of it so anyway hope you're doing well no matter where you are and again that you're just enjoying the end of the summer and getting ready for what's sure to be a great fall one of the things that i i've been wanting to talk about this for a little while now because it's just you know how when people come up to you wherever maybe you see somebody in the grocery store or you're connecting with somebody online or something like that where Based on who you are, what you do, what your experience has been, there's some themes that tend to come up over and over and over again, and I'm sure you know what those are for you. But for me, because of kind of the trajectory of my life, not only personally, but also my professional life, usually people want to talk to me about faith and more specifically usually people want to talk to me about how they're trying to figure out where to go from where they are now so i would say <laughs> i would say the vast majority of people that reach out to me or that i run into you know around town or whatever they they want to talk about faith and then they they inevitably tend to bring up that they're disenfranchised by whatever experiences they've had and everybody's got their own unique experiences and most people kind of know mine because of this podcast and because of other things, but they'll want to bring up, you know, usually disappointment and frustration. And very rarely do I find that I run into somebody who's kind of settled, you know, they're like, okay, so that happened, so now this. Most of the time, it's just kind of this open-ended, now what? And it's almost this sense now, I don't think people actually feel this way, but it's going through it myself, pretty deeply and pretty darkly, I think there's a sense that you feel like you've lost your faith. Like you had something, Something happened and you lost it and now you're trying to figure out where to go from here. So many people that I run into are trying like church after church after church after church and they keep going and leaving, going and leaving, going and leaving because so many times we're trying to find what we're looking for by doing the same things and what do they, you know, what is it, what do do people say? There's that quote out there that says, you know, why would you expect different results if you keep doing the same thing. It's crazy, right? So I guess the same thing applies here. So what I want to do is I want to just talk during this episode about simply finding faith again. And I'm not going to tell you what's right. I'm not going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. I'm simply going to use what has been helpful to me? I'm going to use kind of my journey, which has been a real up and down, hard journey. And I just want to share some things that have, have worked for me. And then if they're helpful for you, great. If they're not, you can just not listen to this show or you can just, you know, go on to the next podcast. I'm sure other people have great ideas about it as well. So, in this idea of finding faith again, so for me, I got to this place where like all my evangelical connections basically exploded and they were just gone, you know, not necessarily connections, but my involvement in the evangelical spaces, it, it, (laughs) when it went, it went fast. And I was so upset. I was so disenfranchised. I was so angry. I was so frustrated. But I also sensed a, a sense of freedom all at the same time. But my first response, and this is kind of the way I work, my first response is to think about, okay, well, well, what's next? And then my second response was, I'm just giving up on this faith crap altogether. That was basically how I was feeling in that moment. I just got to the place where I was like, I don't know, I don't is god even real is like if god is real why is this world like you know just all those questions that we all have at different times in our lives and so i was in that space and while I was in that space, one of the things I do, I'm a big journaler. I love to journal. It's the way that I deal with emotions. It's the way that I deal with excitement. I, it's a way I dream. A lot of times I'll sit down with my journal and just dream. And as an Enneagram 7, that's really important that you write those things down before you spit them out of your mouth to somebody because half the time they're horrible ideas. And so I love to journal. And so at, in this part of my life, as I was journaling, I was just starting to write down. I just went back and and so this is my first encouragement as you're trying to find faith again or however you want to say it. The the best thing that I did, honestly, was to think back as far back as I could about my faith journey and to think about why it's so important. I remember my dad came up to me once and he just said I'm so confused at why this is so important to you. And that was a great a great question that he kind of posed because I don't even know why it's so important to me (laughs) you know I had to think about it I was like I'm not so sure dad why this is important to me but it sure is and so the first thing I did as I was trying to recapture just try to get my hands around faith divinity the divine you know just trying to somehow (laughs) recapture it in the midst of what felt like an explosion I, I just went like I started journaling about my earliest memories of faith and for me It goes back so far Because if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I grew up catholic and when I was even like in second grade I wanted to be a priest. That was the first thing I ever wanted to do Professionally was be a priest and I used to serve my brother communion with nilla wafers and things like that Because I just thought it was the greatest thing ever And I was so enamored by the catholic church and the stained glass windows and the statues. Jews and Jesus and the whole nine yards I went to Catholic school as well and I loved both like I loved going to mass as a little kid I enjoyed going to Catholic school I enjoyed learning about it and for me my, my roots of faith go to those spaces. They go to two spaces. They go to that Catholic Church, Immaculate Conception Church in Boscobel, Wisconsin. And then they go to just creation, just being, a, you know, I talked about my friend Scott Jenkins with Celtic Way. My spirituality too is very connected to creation. So I can remember when I was a young boy, just being enamored with God through the context of church and hearing these stories and things like that. And also being enamored by God by literally sitting either on my deck of the house that we I grew up in, or sometimes I'd just go up into the woods and just sit. We We lived on a bluff. And so you could sit up on this bluff and just kind of look and see forever. And I can remember, I would just, again, this is like as a grade school boy, I would go do this and I would just look and I would think and I would contemplate God which is nuts like to think of that as like a six seven eight nine year old boy just sitting and contemplating God but the the part for me the part for me that was the deepest connecting point was the wonder of God. So when I would go to Catholic church, if you've never been to a Catholic mass, I would encourage you to go some point in your life, but find like the nicest cathedral you can because there's something about walking into a Catholic cathedral or a Catholic church and the reverence and the wonder that you can experience if you go in there with the right mindset but as a boy that's what I experienced it was all about the wonder and the reverence and and there was something about that that just captured me it captured like the deepest parts of me and the same thing when I was out in creation out in nature like the wonder of God just I I remember like looking at one time specifically I can remember watching a storm come in and I was just like oh my gosh like Where's God in this? How does this work? And just all of those spaces of wonder. So for me specifically, my earliest memories when I was really trying to find faith again after things exploded, one of the best things that I did was I went back to those early days and started thinking and journaling about what was it. And for me, it was all about wonder it was it wasn't about the certainty that i learned later on to try to do which now i've thrown at that back out the door but there was there was a stage in life where it seemed like certainty was the goal and so the the most beautiful experience i had after the hardships of being a part of the evangelical circles was to go back and remember wonder and go back and remember that it's okay not to have certainty and to try to experience faith again like i did when i was a little boy which was just to not to try to understand it not to even try to figure it out but just to experience it just to start to go through life and experience the wonder of god without having any of the answers and that was that was just such a freeing thing to do. So I challenge you to do the same. If you're at this place where you're struggling with faith, you don't quite know what to do next, don't go on to the next thing right away. Don't try to go into the next church that's going to work for you or find the next podcast or the next whatever. Go back before you go forward. And this is coming from a person who likes to go forward at all times. (laughs) But go back before you go forward because sometimes you can find these gems back there and think about your faith, journal about it, have a conversation with somebody you care about about it and just see what maybe happens out of that and see if you can capture what it was about your faith that mattered so much to you back then and maybe just maybe you want to reinstitute that as a part of your faith journey today and maybe that's going to be the foundational groundwork that helps you move forward to whatever faith has for you in the future. This, the second thing that I did along my journey, and there's so much, so I, you know, I'm, I'm putting this in nice little cute little categories, but this was messy all the way through. So I'm just trying to pick out some things that were important to me as I was going through this process. But the second thing. That I did. So the first thing was kind of fun and interesting and life giving. But the second thing that I did is, and again, I would do most of this through journaling. That's kind of how I discovered a lot of these things. But the second thing that I did was I started writing and contemplating what it is that I lost. So if I'm trying, if I have this desire to find faith again, I have to ask myself the question, what do I feel like I lost? Because how do I expect to find something if I don't know what it is that I lost? And so I just started going through my story and my experience. And, and you know, some of the things that I lost were you know there are things that you're not going to get back like there's certain relationships that I lost that I'll never get back again obviously the career that I had at, back in those days is something that I was never going to get back again so there's some very practical things that I lost but then there's other things and, and that's fine. And that's probably important to think through, but I'm guessing you've already done a lot of that. If you're like me, like that's the part that you really struggle with, right? The people that you lost or the church community that you lost or the career that you lost, but then digging deeper. And for me, like I, I already alluded to it a little bit, but you know, living for a, over a decade with this idea of trying to understand God for certain trying to have the answers and so for me I lost all the answers you know in some ways I lost them in some ways I threw them out the door but I lost this this sense of certainty and that was uh you know, there's something great about feeling like you're certain about things, right? That's why so many of us want to be right. <laughs> it's because we like, we like to be right and we like to be certain about things. But when we're talking about faith, and I share this with people all the time, like when we're talking about the great out there, the great divine, the mystery of the universe, there is no possibility that there's going to be any certainty that we can have about that. It's just not possible. And so that was one of the things for me. I had to let, I had to just Contemplate and think about like, ah, oh. like that felt good when I felt like I had it, but now understanding that I lost it, you kind of have to grieve that and you kind of have to figure out what life looks like moving forward in a sense of faith without it. You know, the other thing that I, I felt like I lost was just this, um, you know, I think this world moving forward needs people of different backgrounds, different faith experiences, different everything is to be coming together But there is something that was special about coming together with a bunch of people that thought the same way and you could get a lot done when you did that. And so there was a little bit of mourning that I had to do of like, hey, like this group of people with the same kind of mindset, thinking the same way, being able to do things that mattered, you know, there was a piece of that that I felt like I lost. And, and, you know, just a a lot of other things, you know, there was... uh, you know, there's really it's a beautiful thing about thinking that the the Bible is inerrant and that it's the Word of God and everything in it is perfect. Like if that were true, like how amazing is that? But now I don't believe that anymore, and so I kind of had to realize, hey, I lost that. And for a while, that felt really special, and and now I have to rethink different things and so I don't know those are just I'm kind of meandering down a trail I could go on and on and on because I felt like there's a lot of things that I lost and I changed in a lot of ways and as I look back I'm thankful for the way that I've changed and I'm in some ways thankful for almost everything that I lost short of you know some of the relationships that I lost but but that doesn't mean that we can't mourn those things. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't at least consider what we did lose. And so if we're trying to find faith moving forward, it's really important to realize, hey, what is it that I feel like I lost? And One of the things I hear all the time is I feel like I lost my community. Oh, like that's hard. That's really hard. Uh, you know, I've run into people who have lost their relationships. They lost their intimate relationships with, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives. Like it's gotten dark in some people's lives and and that's hard. So just spend some time as you're trying to find faith defining what it is that you've lost. So after I spent some time again remembering what it is that i loved about my faith early on and then discovering what it was that i felt like i lost through whatever through probably about a decade of my life if not more Um, then it was time to really identify okay i've identified some things i've lost but then i asked myself a different question but i could see how maybe you could think it's the same question what do i miss What do I desire? Maybe that's a better way to say it. So I understand what I lost, but I don't necessarily desire to get all of that back. I remember when I was a prison chaplain, I ran into this guard and I was out at a sweat lodge because I oversaw a lot of different religious groups. And I remember he was the security guard there. I was the chaplain there. And when they were all, when all the native guys were in the sweat lodge, like we had a lot of time to to chat. And I remember he talked about this really tough experience that he had in a church. And and then he went on and on and on of how he's just trying to recapture what he experienced before and how he's failed and over and over and over trying to recapture that. And that's because he was trying to recapture things that he lost, but they weren't necessarily the things that he desired going forward. So he was almost trying to recreate the past in order to create a better future. Um, but he was stumbling over that because he was trying to do something I don't think he really needed to do. <laughs> and, or, or he was trying to find something in a way that, you know, he was trying to find something new in the way he used to experience things before, as opposed to trying to experience something new altogether. The reason I bring that up is it's, it's important to understand what you lost and it's important to mourn that, but maybe you don't want that back and that's okay and that's good, right? But what is it that you do desire? So if you're trying to find your faith again, if you're trying to grab on to faith in your life again, let's get down to the details of what it is that you want what it is that you desire out of your faith journey. And again, this is, I can't even tell you how common of a conversation this is in my life. It's weekly, at least once a week I'll have a conversation like this, if not more. And I'll have people come up to me and they'll just say, man, I just miss people coming together, that community sense. So they, they're not going to church anymore. And one of the things they miss is just seeing these people every single week. I've got a lot of people, and this is probably because I've always been in the music space and my wife and I uh, have been in music uh, all of our lives. We met in the music department at our university, and so we've done a lot of music in churches and things like that. And so a lot of people will come up and they'll say, you know what I miss is I miss singing together. And there's something really powerful about that. I get that. Other people will come up and they'll say, you know what I miss? I miss when we all pool our resources and time and energy together and we go do something meaningful in the world, build houses, dig wells, whatever. Whatever. And I get that too. Uh, the interesting thing is very rarely do people say, ah, I miss this sermon. <laughs> I almost never hear that. I I can't, I don't think maybe, I'm not sure anybody's ever come up to me and said, you know what? I really missed that 45 minute sermon of somebody telling me what to believe. I sure miss that. That's <laughs> rarely the case. But here's the thing when you identify what it is that you're desiring. then then you can start understanding what faith could look like moving forward. So say you miss the sense of community, all right? Well, you know, kind of our default is, oh, I I miss seeing people like this, so I gotta find a church. Maybe, but maybe you can find that community in other ways. But whatever those things are that you desire, I think it's important that if you want them, that you're proactive about going and getting them. In my life, um, and this is a little bit different than kind of, but, but I think it'll get the point across. I had this experience when when everything crashed and burned around me in the area of faith. One of the things I was nervous about, I remember, <laughs> I remember just wondering like, will I ever speak in front of people again? Will I ever do that? Because it's something that has been so life giving to me over the over, you know, two decades of my life. And I was like, will anybody ever want to hear what I have to say ever again? And I was meeting, uh, I was hanging out with a friend of mine who went through a real similar experience. And he said, Yeah, I just, I feel like a, a speaker with no venue. And when he said that, I, I've, I heard it as almost a challenge. And I was like, I can either like just go away, find something else to do with my life never use my voice again, never speak again, or or I can figure it out. I can just figure out how I'm going to use my voice in a different way outside of the context of church. And, and I just did, I just, went, like, I just went after some things and I figured it out, this podcast being one of them, speaking for some great nonprofits being another way to do that. But now here I am in my life, so thankful for the way that I get to use my voice and, and so honored by the way I get to use my voice. And honestly, so thankful that I don't have to use my voice in such a pigeonholed way that I used to. And so if you desire something, I think there's always ways to find it. And so for me, part of that was, you know, using my voice in a way that mattered. For other people, it's community. You know, my wife, Susie, that was her big loss because she's such a people person. And when she lost community, it crushed her soul. So she just gathers people. She's a gatherer. And the uh, the way that she gets that community that she desires is she creates it she just creates it in a million different ways and it's so life-giving for her to do that. And so again, she could have sulked away and said, "Oh, poor me, I don't have my church community anymore." And and you know, honestly, we do have to mourn that like I already said, but the other thing is we have to go get what we desire. I'm a big believer in that. Like there's ways to find it. I'm not saying you have to create something new, but you have to find where you can get that thing that you desire, right? And so if it's community, where can you find community? If you don't want to go back to church, where can you find community apart from the church that's meaningful to you? And only you can answer that question because you know the details of what it is that you're missing, right? Maybe for you, it's, you know, again, maybe you miss the music part. So what are you going to do about that? How can you, how can you do that there's got to be ways right there's got to be ways i don't have all the answers but i think if we all ask the right questions and try to go after the answers maybe we'll find something beautiful on the other side of it i don't know it's certainly possible but whatever it is that you're desiring once you identify what you desire then you can figure out ways to move toward what you're looking for and so again first thing Go back to whatever the the very foundation of your faith was. Go back there. And then mourn what you've lost. Figure out what you desire. And then you'll be well on the way to finding your faith again. Now, what I'm excited about is this. I don't know. I feel like for the history of... Christianity you know if I mean even think like Jesus forward right so we'll call that the history of Christianity like there's been so much doing the same thing in different ways right so this group of people forms a community it becomes a church becomes a denomination right or whatever you can go back to Martin Luther or you trace this back however you want to and then somebody's upset about that and so they break away and they start their own thing and you know now thousands of years of late, later we have thousands of denominations and you know we've just but but they all kind of look the same I always was surprised by You know, growing up Catholic, I was always surprised when I'd go into a Lutheran church and say, this feels just like a Catholic church in so many ways. And then I remember being on staff at evangelical churches thinking like, we're just doing the same thing, but using different mediums to do it, right? We've created our own liturgy. We just don't call it that anymore. And so like through the history of Christianity, we've seen so many people doing the same thing in just different forms. And I would argue that it really hasn't worked that well. I would argue that we, by doing the same things over and over and over, we're creating the same problems over and over and over. We're seeing the same toxic leadership over and over and over. <laughs> like we're seeing the same crap so many times over. So the thing that I'm excited about where we're at in history is we have this opportunity. We have this opportunity to just... Do things radically different and let the pieces fall as they may, but I am hopeful, I'm so hopeful that we experience the idea of church spirituality and faith in radically different ways from this point to the end of my life. And I always I've I've laughed with with people that I know who are a little bit older. You know, like if you think about and I, I was born in the seventies, but if you think about people who are growing up and and lived during the this late sixties, early seventies, like I always laugh <laughs> because it was such an important time and so much great work happened but at the end of the day the vast majority of those hippies cut their hair bought a suit and went to into corporate America you know basically they went into like suit and tie jobs and became very wealthy and and now you know you might see them today and you're like where did where did like that hippie go where did that guy go where did that woman go And so, and again, that's not to say there was some incredible, oh my gosh, the work that was done in the 60s to change our culture. So don't, don't hear me saying it didn't work. Just hear me saying, I think we, I think maybe that generation could have stuck with it a little better. That's all I'm saying. Don't, don't get upset with me. Don't, don't mess. You don't have to agree with me. (laughs) That's just how I feel. So what if what if we were that generation? What if, as a, in, in a different way, not necessarily talking about civil rights, although some of that is wrapped up in here for sure. How about how about we look at faith and we just stay the course and we accept that things could look different and we 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 just play it out. Let's play it out and see what happens and let's not expect it to look the same. I've been in conversations with some people that are doing some of the coolest work all around faith. And, and there's so many things that I'm hearing that I don't want to pick out a, a few because I would be missing so much. I just want to let you know that a part of what I experience on the regular basis is hearing about people's expressions of faith. And some of what I'm hearing is so unique and so different from things that I've experienced before. So what I'm excited about is how if we do this work to try to reclaim and recapture our faith, that if we move forward going after those desires that we hope for, that we'll create whatever space we need to create. you know. (laughs) But we'll do that hopefully in the context of being together with one another. So together, we'll create all these cool, unique, interesting, difference-making spaces in our world. And they won't look much alike because we're all doing it for different reasons, but at the end of the day, we're all doing it for the same reason, which is to follow God and to express our faith. And so we'll do it by by and, and and when we get in these random little spaces all over our world, like we'll have to work together to make a real difference, right? So the people who desire community are gonna work with the people who desire justice, the people who desire music are gonna work you know what I mean? It's like we're all gonna be collaborative, but we're I, I'm hopeful that we're not gonna all do it in the same way so that we'll have this beautiful kaleidoscope, this beautiful palette of colors in our world. I'm I'm thinking way back when when my, my daughter was super duper, duper young. She said, yeah, like God just drew us and then he colored us all in. I was like, yes. Like what if we just create these spaces and then we let God, we let divinity, we let it just color itself in and we just let it be what it's going to be. And we allow ourselves to experience that fully. And that might seem so elusive to some of you, <laughs> some of you like, Enneagram eight people out there and things like that some of you hear me say that you're like yeah but what is it what is it I don't know go make it and then you'll know what it is right go create it go be a part of it figure out what it is I don't have the answers I just hope that what we create is unique to our communities unique to ourselves unique to our desires and if we can do that and what if the under you know people have asked me like well what's the foundation going to (laughs) be I'll say what if it's just love what if, I think Brian McLaren said it in one of his books where he said, what if God is just the movement of love throughout the world? <laughs> wow. Like, what if? So what if the only foundation is not a bunch of doctrine, not a bunch of ways to believe, but we just have a foundation of love. And as we try to live out that foundation of love, We experience and create things. And as we create these things, they make a difference in this world and they connect us in ways that we've never been connected before. And no longer is the church this silo that only operates inside of itself, but now the church is just this this beautiful movement of love throughout the world. Hmm. So I don't have answers, but I do believe that as we find our faith again, that we are going to experience some things and a reality in our world that we've never experienced before. And I don't know that in my lifetime any of us will have a great understanding of what's going on, but I do have this dream that I'll get toward the end of my life and I'll look back and I'll say, oh my goodness, this tidal wave of people reclaiming their faith in new and radical and crazy, just beautiful ways. That's been exciting to watch. And I think the temptation that we have to resist is the temptation to, to, to believe that somebody's doing it right, right? What if like we're all doing it right? What if we all just do it right because of the foundation of love? And we're going we're gonna to have to resist the temptation to put people in places that like they're the shining examples. You know what, what? Let's just all be the shining examples because we're all just trying to do the same thing, which is trying to connect with something that we don't even know how to truly connect with. So as you move forward, again, reconnect with whatever it was that first drew you toward God, toward faith, toward the divine. And then mourn whatever it is that you've lost, because we've all lost. If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably lost. So mourn that and define what it was. And then take that a step further and say, okay, that's what I lost, but what do I desire? And start to write down what it is that you truly desire. And then once you understand what it is that you desire, go after it. Just open that. And maybe for you, going after it is just having some time of prayer and saying, God, this is what I desire. Show me how to experience it. Sometimes it's as simple as that. You know, it's like when you're looking for a new car and you decide you want a Jeep Wrangler and you see them all over the place, right? If you identify what you desire and you give it up to God in prayer, you should expect to see it all around you. And then just be a part of whatever that is happening around you. For others of you, you might find these desires. And then you also, on top of that desire, you have an idea of how to experience it. So go start that thing. And I was talking this weekend. Again, my wife and I were talking about maybe starting some things. Not not even in any space that maybe is relevant here. But but as we talked about, we're like, you know what? It's totally okay if it doesn't work. Because <laughs> life is great as it is. So it's okay if it doesn't work. So For some of you who have been a part of some things that have failed and it's really been hurtful, maybe just start it with the understanding that it's okay if it fails. I hope it doesn't, but if it does, like it's not the end of the world. So be brave and just go after that thing that's in your heart. Talk to people about it, figure out the best way to do it, but be okay just going after it, knowing that maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. But maybe just that experience of figuring out whether it's going to work or not is going to be the thing that matters. Because you and I both know it's through our failures in life where we've learned the most. It's through our hurts in life that we've grown the most. And like Richard Rohr said, we'll experience God the most in spaces of great love and in the spaces of great hurt and great sadness, I think is how he says it. And so be okay with the disappointments, be okay with the hurt and the sadness, but also be excited and thankful for the love. So on your journey to finding your faith again, as we bring this home, just, just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go after it. Yeah, you've been disappointed. Yeah, you've been hurt, but that's no excuse to not try to experience your faith again in more beautiful and more meaningful ways. Yeah, you've been disappointed, but that's not a reason to just give up on God. So just see what happens and just maybe go through some of the things that I mentioned on this podcast. To me, it came down to this during those times when I wanted to give up on my faith during those times where I just wanted to say, screw it all, (laughs) and get some job, doing something random during those times. I just had to sit back and say, no, you know what? This is that important to me. My faith just is that important to me. But I'm just just not going to let it go. I just refuse to let it go. And that's not to spite anybody. That's not to get back at anybody. That's just because this is really important to me. And no experience that I've had should take away something that's really important to me. I'm a human being that has value and worth just because I'm a human being. And so if there's something that's important and meaningful to me, then I, I should keep pursuing it. And so that's what it came down to for me is like, faith is just that important. I don't always understand it. I almost never understand it. Sometimes I wonder what I'm doing. (laughs) Often I wonder what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, it always boils down to how important it is to me. And it's been important for my entire life. So use this however it works for you. Don't give up on your faith. And as always, let's keep chasing goodness together.